Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Flat! Key, were they that bad? The, 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 the sad thing about All-Star Games is when the, mo- the, the most trending topic about the game is the, is the uniforms and how bad they are. Like, like that's, you know, like when you start seeing that stuff where everyone's complaining about the uniforms, Trending topic. a good thing. Mm. So people on the social media was just going ham. Everybody. Like it was almost like then the sarcasm was, so what do we think of the jerseys? Because clearly nobody liked them. But well, see, that, not... I mean, were they that bad that it took that much vitriol to take away from what was a pretty entertaining? So match. you know me, Alan. I don't. I know you don't. don't you don't dabble in to, social media. Yeah, I, I don't pay attention to what people got to say. Yep. And I said home. And I was like, why they got on shooting shirts before pregame? <laughs> because that's what it looked like. It looked, it looked like yeah. shooting shirts pregame in basketball. It just, it was, I think it was the, it was the one side, the logo on the one side or whatever, you know. The, yeah, the, it was a weird looking logo. Yeah, yeah. it was like weird like, on like, one side. The right. middle of the shirt was missing. Usually you got something going across, across the in the front, yeah. across the chest. This was just on the side. Yeah. So it looked, they looked cheap and weird. Like they really look cheap. So more it wasn't so necessarily anything. about the fact that it was all one color, like the pants and the shirt were the same color. The white is what you get in baseball. And then it wasn't really no, blue. It just they just they were not good. They looked cheap. They looked cheap. Like some people suggesting it was like softball style. That's what I'm saying. It kind of looked like a different sport. Like it looked like shooting shirts in basketball yeah. and kind of like softball jerseys. I get that. But baseball's history. Actually, you know what else it looked like? It looked like referees shirt jerseys from soccer. Yeah, that's another one. Yeah. Right. It, it did look like, you know, again, there was a lot of things you could say it looked like. Baseball's had its history of awful jerseys, though. No, they'd be, they'd be oh, fired. Oh, some you of the remember baseball the Chicago White fired. Sox used to have some awful jerseys back in the You mean the actual team? The white, yes, I mean. Baseball teams. There's a history of think. some really what? bad-looking jerseys. You know, throughout the history. Okay, the White Sox one looks like softball uniforms. I only really rocked the Angels in the Dodgers jerseys. Okay. The, uh, the, and the Yankees. The, Oak, the Oakland A's. That's was ugly, a, though. The, 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 the yellow or whatever the hell that is. Houston is Astros cute. had some hideous-looking, you know, multicolored jerseys back in the day in the old days and stuff. So, I mean, it's not like the sport is, you know, always had the classic-looking jersey. The Dodgers are a classic jersey. The Yankees Yeah, the classic. Yankees and Dodgers, you can rock you know, that with normal gear. The Cubs are a classic jersey. The but, Cubs is normal. I mean, we put that much energy into Red it. Red Sox is normal to me. I mean, the NBA's had some bad all-star jerseys, too. You played in three Pro Bowls. Were they, were, how were the uniforms there? Were they pretty basic? I'm trying to think. Yeah, they was pretty. You, have your, pretty, unif- you have your jerseys Yeah, but I'm, I'm, Bowls, I'm thinking right? if they, I think the NFs, I don't remember, man. I think they're okay. I thought they were okay, I guess. Yeah, if you don't remember them, then they probably weren't bad. You only remember when they're bad. No, it wasn't. It wasn't bad to the yeah. point where it's like, damn, why are we wearing this? Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, like why do they do this though? Like, like the old, like they always used to be a thing with all star, especially in baseball. You can wear your jersey. They used to do that though. You could just back, wear yeah, your team, yeah, represent your what, team while you're on the did. field. That's what they did. Not like but a, not like a game where I'm passing to someone. Oh wait, what jersey wearing? Like it doesn't matter. But what happens though over time? You get the, the educated ones, the smart ones, not like me and you, uh-huh. that sit in the room and they say, hey, how can we monetize these economics? <laughs> yeah, Here's what we'll do. Yeah. We'll create a different look, different jerseys so people can go out there and purchase them 
we benefit by making money. What if you if make I'm it wearing, ugly? Who the I'm hell's wearing, buying it? Everybody, because it's an all-star game. It's, really? Yes. So absolutely. Vlad Guerrero, that jersey's going to sell like crazy when they yeah, it's it. selling because there's somebody out there that's going to purchase it multiple times. People or different people are going to buy it. If I got a Vlad Guerrero jersey or Kershaw jersey or Bellinger's jersey from the Dodgers, I don't. I got one already, but yeah. I don't have an All Star jersey. But what if? No, no. Because what they would do is they'd have a version, an All Star version of that jersey, where you'd have the All Star patch on it, like something. It's not so the it's same. So it's a Dodger no. jersey it's with not the All Star patch. It's not the same. It's the same jersey, just with an All Star patch. All right, so opposed you, to a totally different jersey that looks nothing like the team jersey. That's why you do it. It's all about making money. If you ever think about. When, when think about when it. players transfer teams mm-hmm. and they change numbers or they go to another team with a different uniform, they're always at the top yeah. of the selling, right? Yep. Oh, Tom Brady's all-time merchandise sale, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. He's on a new team. Three years from now, he won't be uh, all-time selling jersey because people will have already bought their jersey multiple times. They don't need to buy another one. That's that's the way it always works. Yeah, but I I need to know eight 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 say ESPN eight eight seven two nine three seven seven six. What Key is saying is that they do this because they know you're going to buy the jersey. Why are you buying this jersey? That's what I need to know. At Key J and Z also because they collectors people Why, like jerseys. But they, no, there's not enough collectors in the world that'll make up. Like the Yankee version of it was almost embarrassing. Like that one looked terrible. Aaron Judge looked terrible, and like they, it just they looked bad. That part I agree with. Look, this because year, the logo this, doesn't this make year, sense. This year it may look bad, but your initial question, Alan, was why? Yeah, and I, and I, explained I need to know to you why for people to purchase them so they can make money and monetize the investment. You have to sell enough of them to make up. They're going. Do you? For do, it. You do understand that the people that sit there—that's all they do is focus in on how to sell them. They crunch the numbers and they say they, they're not making them, hoping and wishing on spec to sell them. It's not spec. All they're right, not sitting I'm there sorry. going, "Let's make this jersey up." And then hopefully we can sell a hundred thousand of them. If they I'm, already know stop. what they can sell. If I'm Rob Manfred, the last thing I want to do is have a uniform that people, my fans, are going to hate. Why would you do that? Oh well, we're going to sell them. I don't care. You're going to sell them because people are going to buy them. But let's make them good. Well, like, why so, would we do this? Miss Mark, they miss all the time in in merchandising and advertising and marketing and creative they miss all the but time. a lot of times they make a, a jersey that at least emulates the city they're playing the all-star game in right they're in Sometimes. denver they're in colorado Sometimes. and there's nothing about that jersey that says oh, you yeah, want that a rocky the mountain game. behind them something, something. Give me you something want, like that at you least. want that a beer or something or yeah, whatever a, beer, a little course right i mean whatever it is the point is is like i'm trying to figure out like i'm not smart enough to understand why people sat in a room and walked out going this is a good way to go this is a good way to go. But that happens. In You're it. saying they do it because they're making an alternate jersey instead of wearing your own jersey because they want to sell them. Great. Yeah, they want to sell but them why not? something different. But the person who's the creative signed off on it, looking at it yeah. and saying, great design. And somebody, his boss said, that looks great. And another person said, wow, that's really good. And there's three or four people said, those aren't good, but they don't have the power to veto what the other people are saying. <laughs> When so you instead, go in these rooms. What did the players say? I didn't see a lot of player reaction. They just probably like, whatever. You probably will get that now after the fact. Yeah, after the players fact. will go back to their city. It's Somebody too late. What them. are they going to do? They're not coming to the players in week three of baseball season and saying, hey, here's the jersey we're going to wear this year for All-Star game. Well, you, you'd are not doing that. You'd be happy. Like, your first Pro Bowl. You'd be? If they, Is that English? You'd be. Oh, okay, so like you said, you'd be. You'd be, you'd be happy. <laughs> learning from me, huh? <laughs> no. <laughs> if, if In your first Pro Bowl, 
Yes. You were just happy to be a pro bowler, right? Like, first time you're like, all right, you know, that's a pretty significant thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, all right. So, if they gave you an ugly-ass jersey, it's not like I you're going, I'm remember. not wearing this. No, give me it. I'll, that's you put your, it on and you, big deal. you're not going to go to the equipment manager and be like, yo, you got another jersey? <laughs> no, it's, that doesn't work like that. All I cared about was getting my number, Yeah, which I knew I was going to get because there was no 19s that was in the AFC when I made my first Pro Bowl. Because right. I think at that time, I believe – uh, Kosar had retired. Bernie wasn't playing. So, right. And even if Bernie was playing, I was getting my number anyway. We were looking at the rosters of the three Pro Bowls you played in. It's amazing to see like the, the receivers you played with, the quarterback. like Those rosters, we'll do that a little bit later on, just to go back in time. Uh, pretty, Jeez, pretty amazing date me. to look at. Yeah, well, back in time. It's way back, man. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> but Well, anyways, what matters most is not just the uniform, but the performance and the performance, of course, of Vlad Guerrero Jr., who won All-Star Game MVP last night, thanks to an absolute monster home run in the American League's 5-2 to two win. The American League in dominating one nine. Why is he staring down the home run? Run around the damn bases. Put your head down and just run around the damn bases. Don't celebrate like that. Overnight delivery brought to you by USPS. Business is changing, and USPS is changing with it. Find out how at usps.com slash new roots. United States Postal Service, priority you. So coming up, NBA Finals finally continues tonight, and we'll tell you who needs to step up in game four. That is coming up next. After Key. Not yet. KJZ, Alan Hahn with Key today. ESPN Radio, ESPN2, and Sirius XM, Channel 80. After he loads toward the basket and stops with two hands. They can't stop Giannis tonight. And goes for 41 points, a second straight 40-point finals I'm game. I'm not Michael Jordan. You know, all I care about right now is getting one more. That's all. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. John J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Alan Hahn with Key this morning. And tonight we have Game 4 of the NBA Finals. Woo woo! Game 3 was a 20-point win by the Bucks, and an important one, obviously, to keep this thing going. Now, of course, they can make this thing a real series, get the win tonight, hold serve at home, 
And then we get that best of three that we talk about with home court seeming like it's been the most important factor so far in this series. But, Key, I'm looking at tonight's game, and I feel like it's this is the Devin Booker game, in my opinion. And I say this because while Giannis has been a story with 40 points in the last two games, uh, Aiton has been a great story in the first two games. Chris Paul is a story because of him trying to win his first championship after 16 seasons. So this is a rebound for Devin Booker. But this is with Devin Booker because Devin Booker, as we know, he's had a terrific postseason. But in the finals, he's shooting under 40%. Yeah, he struggled. And he is absolutely, yeah, he is absolutely struggling. The last game was terrible with the shooting. And he knows it. He's well aware of it. But the criticism that we, we do come up with with th- certain players and certain coaches, all right, so, so Mike Budenholzer has always been, throughout these playoffs and even in the years leading up to this year, he's been a guy that we have really um, always looked at. So, well, when, is, when is Bud going to make a, a uh, you know, a, a, adjustment? A ch- adjustment. A right, I couldn't think of the word. Adjustment. And, I mean, I've been critical as well, saying he's not really making adjustments in these series. Teams getting injuries, key injuries, whether it's Kyrie's injury, you know, obviously with Trey Young's injury, that has been a factor. But one thing that I will say is that Mike Budenholzer has been consistent. And uh, as an athlete, when you don't you want that from your coach? You always like, this want is who you are, yeah. this yeah. is who you Absolutely, always are. Absolutely, because you want the truth. You, you have problems with coaches when they go back and forth, they waver, they don't take a stand. Yeah. They, they're different. And you can see that after a while. You certainly notice them. And you're like, man, come on, man, this dude. Right. Like, he don't belong. If you stay – that's one thing that I've always respected in my coaches that I've had that I, that I enjoy playing for is everything was this is what it is. It's straight. Not this one minute here, one minute there. Like, no. Yeah, one like, day I'm at 10, the next day I'm at 5. No, this like, is who, who I am. You? Yeah. Coach Dungy is Coach Dungy. Parcells is Parcells. Foxy was Foxy. And so I knew I'm, this is who I'm getting. Yeah. Like – John Robinson, I knew this is what I'm getting every single day. It's very difficult in anything, in your your personal life. If you come home and your wife is one way one day and another, it's like, you know what, man, never mind. It's right. just, I know. never know what I'm getting. Right. No, right. I don't want to be in Especially as an athlete, with, especially when you get this far in the play. I want to know what I, I know what I'm getting from Mike Budenholzer, and that is consistency. Because it's authentic. If Mike Budenholzer walks in and all of a sudden he's a yeah. Yeah, 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 slamming yeah. the board and he, like, man, come on, man. Yeah. Like, what you doing, You're not dog? buying that. Like, stop. And we've, you know, and again, like I said, I fall, I fall for that a lot, too, where there was a, a one game where, actually, the two games that got blown out by Brooklyn, and we were kind of playing his audio afterwards, and he's and, like, well, we just got to stay consistent. And what did and we I like, say, yeah, though? I was like, I this need is. more, and you said no. You said, no, that's who he that's is. that's who he is. You're so, not going to change that. All right, so with that in mind, that on top of the whole adjustments conversation we've had, and. Devin Booker being locked down in game three, it's this thought of, okay, well, Mike Budenholzer, as the question was asked of him, what adjustments did you make from game three, game two to game three? And is there anything you need to do from game three to game four? And one thing I think I know you said was don't change a thing. Do exa- right? Don't why, why, why the wheel, would do the you, same thing. Why would you change anything, Alan? If, if Drew Holiday is – locking down Devin Booker and switching on Chris Paul when he needs to and making Chris Paul not go to the elbow and taking bad shots or bad adjustments, and then all of a sudden he's in Devin Booker's head and Devin Booker's 3 for 14 and 10 points and giving less than that type of performance, why would you change anything? If, if bully ball, big shoulders is coming down and I'm shooting everything in the paint and I'm dominating uh, Crowder on the perimeter and I'm dunking the ball and I'm not shooting threes, 
Why change anything? Mm-hmm. If Chris Middleton is closing it out with the last five, six minutes of a game and he's hitting his threes, and do, why change anything? Why right. all of a sudden go in and overthink just because you got 48 hours to figure something out? Well, we know this is a huge game, though. You win this game, now you really have what a series. Are you, what are you adjusting? Lose this game and you're str- – well, But what are you adjusting? If you're if – if your salmon is perfect, right down the middle, and it's not slimy and undercooked, <laughs> and it's just perfect, and you cooked it at 375 for 25 minutes and it came out, why in the hell would you turn up the heat to try to cook it any faster. Well, I mean, I don't know how to adjust on the whole salmon thing, but I can tell you that I Why? know. Why? I would know the Phoenix Suns have probably had two days to watch film and make their adjustments. But okay, this is you a... adjust to us. We don't need to adjust to you. Okay. Coaches get in trouble doing that in all sports, playing that game. Which is why. I'm is smarter it? than you. Yes, you are. It's also No, I'm saying coaches think that they're smarter than no, the other I, 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 I Not get I'm that smarter part. than you. I get you. that part, too. But that's exactly – what Mike Budenholzer is saying is that there's nothing really to change. We just have to stay the same. And for a while, I kept saying, man, this is boring. Why is he like this? But now I think it's starting to make sense. Take a listen to Coach Bud. You know, I would say it's more the same game plan, um, you know, maybe some subtle things around the edge. But I, I think the communication, the effort, um, you know, kind of just the commitment to it. You know, there's some things we do just night in, night out um, that, you know, go to – to being a good defensive team, you know, getting back in transition. That's, that's not a game plan. You just got to do it. Um, you know, keeping people out the free throw line, it's not a game plan. You got to do it. Um, and then, you know, there are some, some, some smaller things that hopefully we can get better and improve as we move forward. Um, but, you know, I think it's, it's more the subtle and, and just the commitment, the effort, the communication, all those things are, you know, we're high level the other day, and, and we got to do it again and, and, and really do it even at a higher level um, going into the fourth game. Key, is it that, is it that simple? Like, cause I guess when I talk about adjustments, everybody talks about adjustments. He's saying it's not a game plan. We have our game plan. Yeah. You just have to execute it better, and some nights that doesn't yes, happen. That is, is, correct. It, is it really as simple it's, as that? It's cleaning up the little things. Like you said, we got some small things here and there, some tweaks. But what he's saying is you got to clean up those small things. You got to make those smaller things that that's kind of, you know, whether it's getting back fast enough. Now you just got to look at that and you go, when you watch a film, you go, if you would have gone at eight instead of at three, you mm-hmm. see where you would have closed that. Yeah, yeah. Or, or if you would have not hesitated and just went like when I watch film with my son and I try to teach my son something about basketball and I tell him, I said, you, you see, you saw it, but you didn't go get it. You see it. I'm looking at your, I'm looking at your body, and I'm watching you get ready to go, but you didn't go. Mm-hmm. And that, that, that's the sort of stuff that you need to make adjustments on when you're watching film. You know, you, you, you see it in the NFL. When I was in the NFL, one of the things everybody talks about is, oh, my God, they're going to change their game plan. It's the same damn game plan. They're not changing what they started in, in July in training camp in November. It's the it same playbook. It's the same plays. It's just crisp and better and clean. That's a part of coaching, too, I will say, just quickly here, is, is while, okay, so maybe the adjustment thing gets blown out of proportion by idiots like me. Well, I do Van think, Gundy, Jeff, our colleague, said that about you the took, other night. Took it very personal. Yeah. But you, I, I did feel like Jeff was talking right to me. He was but, talking to you but, and the rest of the people that follow you. But, but coaches, I guess then if it's less about, well, they have to make adjustments, maybe it's more about, 
your the team adjusting to playing hard. You got to play hard. You got to do it better. And if you Effort. can reach your team in executing better, like you said, crisper, then I guess that's also a big part of Effort coaching. plays, man. Yeah. Well, we got the finals again coming back tonight. NBA finals are on ESPN Radio. You can tune in tonight. Game four. Bucks host the Suns. It's presented by Indeed. Coverage begins 8 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations. So coming up, one person says Aaron Rodgers does not want to be back in Green Bay, but he's not so sure that that's true anymore. Did he change his tune? We'll explain next. KJZ, ESPN Radio, Series XM, Channel 80, and the ESPN app. You're wrong if you're Aaron Rodgers. You're wrong if you're the Packers for how you fat-handed this whole thing from the very beginning. I am mad at everybody in this situation. There is no right or wrong here. Everybody's wrong. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Swing and a high drive. Deep left field. Way back and out of here. An absolute no-doubter to left for Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Crushed it. 468 feet later, and he's flexing, pointing to his bicep as he goes past Tatis and takes his time around the bases. Luke Shambi with the call on ESPN Radio. The American League beat the National League 5-2 in the baseball all-star game, the Midsummer Classic last night. The American League continues its dominant run. They won eighth Midsummer Classic in a row, besting the uh, National League. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., he steals the show, homering in the third inning. He took the MVP honors. At 22 years and 119 days old, Vlad Jr. became the youngest baseball all-star game MVP in history. The youngest player to hit a home run in the game since Johnny Benchke in 1969. To basketball, well, our national nightmare is over. Team USA gets a win in exhibition. They beat Argentina 108-80. This is after, of course, two concerning exhibition losses to Nigeria and Australia. But they bounced back with the win. The 28-point win was the second largest by a Greg Popovich coach team. The largest win in an exhibition game under Pop. I'll explain later why I'm not. The Clippers, they have announced that Kawhi Leonard underwent surgery for a partially torn right ACL. Kawhi was injured during the fourth quarter of Game 4 of the Western Conference Semifinals against the Utah Jazz. That was back on June 14th. He missed the final eight playoff games 
with what the team is calling a sprained knee. Obviously, more serious than that. Sports Center, presented by Progressive Insurance. You can save big when you bundle your auto, home, motorcycle, RV, or boat. Visit Progressive.com. Now we know why, yeah. Now we, now we know why, yeah. I know. But, the, but say it, though. Why would you say it? So the Aaron Rodgers story, Key. Yes. Continues to live. I, I just want to hear from you. You know, Han, you might be right. Can I just hear you say that? About what? What do you mean about what? About him. All along I've been saying, I just can't see him sitting out. I see him coming back to Green Bay. And you kept saying, no. Yeah. Are you sure it's no? Are you sure? I'll tell you what. Before you even answer me, let's do straight talk, by the way, straight talk wireless. And let's hear Adam Schefter, who we all trust, right? Yeah. Uh, pretty much a voice of authority when it comes to reporting of the NFL uh, and some NBA, too, by the way. So here's Schefter. Yeah, I trust him in the on NFL. The Adam <laughs> Schefter podcast. On Aaron Rodgers' situation right now, he doesn't want to play for the Packers, but will he? The fact of the matter is, the truth is, he doesn't want to be in Green Bay. He hasn't planned to be back in Green Bay. Now, we'll see whether the Packers and him can come up with some sort of compromise that can lure him back there. But I don't believe, and I think Aaron Rodgers knows this, that he wants to be back there, nor plans to be back there at this time. He just hasn't come out and said it. Look, the fact of the matter is he loves his coaches. He loves his teammates. He loves many of the people that he's worked with, but not everybody. We'll see how the Packers handle it. But the one thing I feel very comfortable and confident in saying is Aaron Rodgers does not want to play there anymore. The question is whether they can convince him to do it. And I don't know how that is going to work out. So that's straight talk, brother. Straight talk. Wow. It's no contract, no compromise. What does Shefty say in there? But we all feel he doesn't really want to play there, but he he might have to. See, the reason the reason now I'm going to I woke up this morning and last night I go to bed and Aaron Rodgers is not going to be there. But then I wake up again this morning and after listening to Adam and, and sleeping on it and thinking about it, I'm saying to myself, OK, I know he doesn't want to be there. Adam knows he doesn't want to be there. And there's others that know I don't like the people in the building. I love my teammates. I love my coaches. I right. just don't like the people in the building. The word compromise. Mm-hmm. What is the – how am I going to compromise with Aaron Rodgers to get him to play for us because we desperately need him. We tried everything. We tried it all so far over the last several months to convince him to come in and, and work out, training camp, I mean, mini camps and OTAs. He refused to do so. But there's a compromise that's there. What's the compromise? That compromise could get him to come back. Is the compromise, I'm going to fully guarantee you over the next three years $200 million. I'm going to also say that this is what we're going to do in terms of Mark Murphy and Brian Gunekins, that they will not come on the practice field whatsoever. You will not see them in the locker room. Out of sight, out of mind. Out of sight, out of mind. Like, is is that the type of – compromise that could potentially work in their favor to get Aaron Rodgers to come back. You know, so that gets me to thinking, what's the compromise? Because there is a compromise. You don't give everything at once. You hold something back. And I'm sure when they went out to the West Coast or wherever Aaron Rodgers has been this offseason, they've laid all their cards on the table, but they always kept one 
in their back pocket just in case. You know that? They're going to keep that right in their back pocket. So that's why I'm like, well, maybe there's, there, there's something there. Because when Adam says those sort of things, you, your ears go up. And you got to listen to that because he's dialed in. He knows yep. what he's talking about. He's not like some of these other dudes on some of these networks that just throw it against the wall and hope it stick. That's not the case with him. He's not making things up. Mm-hmm. He doesn't sleep. The man doesn't sleep. Like his phones, I feel bad for his wife because his phone is next to him all night long. As soon as it goes off, Adam is on, you know, he's on TV talking about it at 6 a.m. in the morning. So it's like there's something that's there that's telling me Adam is leaning toward him playing for Green Bay this year, even though Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to, but the Packers feel like they got something in their hip pocket that they're willing to give him. Yeah, so that's I, why I kind of change. I'm following Adam's lead at this point. Yeah, and that's the same thing. When I heard him say what he said, and you know, we had, we had Dominique Foxworth in the other day, and he and I both were getting that same vibe. Like it's just hard to imagine that he's legit going to sit out. But it's not. It's not him. It's the team coming to him with whatever it is in their oh, they back should pocket. Hand in hand, what do you need? Like I'd, be, you'd be. I mean, seriously, you you'd have to beg him to come back because of where they are as a team. I mean, we're going to in a couple of minutes talk about windows closing for some franchises. If he doesn't play, whatever their window was for getting to conference championships and maybe getting one more Super Bowl, that's closed now. You're resetting everything in Green Bay. So if I'm if I am their leadership, I'm absolutely going back to him hat in hand what do you want what will it take what what do you need what can we do to fix this in some way and then wait for him to give you those answers knowing he's not going to give you those answers now but as we get closer to training camp as you said when you start to smell it in the air that it's time to get back on the field you know there's a part of him that's going to say i need to be there because there is an ego to sports and when you know you're the best at what you do and some other people start doing it and they get all the shine and you're getting you're being forgotten well, you don't even, want that it's not even you about, want a chance to win while you can but it's not about it's not about others getting shine and it's, that's not what it's about it's about me. you're not you're not part of the discussion anymore you're forgotten. Yeah, no, you're, you're still part of the discussion because I just won the MVP, so I'm going to always be part of the discussion. But not in the way you want to be. No, no, I'm going to be part of All the right, discussion. Fine. Maybe that's not, the, and, maybe and, that's not accurate, so, but it's still – you still want to be out there competing. The problem is not with the coaching staff. Clearly. The problem is not with my So teammates. let him just deal with Matt The LaFleur. problem is the front office. Upstairs, right. So how do we get that to go away? Well, I'm, they're not going to fire him. Put yourself you're in this situation. You're not firing him. Put yourself in this situation. All right, they're not right. They're not firing him. But what would you say? What would be your like demand? What would be your compromise? Like you brought up compromise. How would you handle it if it's you? <laughs> you already talked about the money, so let's guarantee the money. That's not a problem. Well, <clears throat> easy to do. I've been in a, a, a similar situation, not quite Aaron Rodgers, but when I was with the Bucks and I was with Coach Groot and them, mm-hmm. and for the most part, I wouldn't talk to John at all. I had Coach Richard Mann. And we have video of you talking to him on the sideline. Yeah, but that's whatever. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it was talking or screaming, whatever. Yeah, right. But for the most part, like I said, I wouldn't talk to him. Yeah. And because it just – that wasn't – I didn't want to deal with him. I was under contract. I'm coming in. I'm going to do my job. I'm going home. I don't – all the kiki-kiki and ha-ha and the smile and all that miss me with that. You go over there and deal with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one time at practice <laughs> – he was trying to explain something about a route and stuff. Me being me, I go, why are you talking to me? 
why don't you explain to him what you want me to do? And he'll explain to me. And I walked away. That's kind of where Aaron Rodgers needs to be when it comes to Brian Gutekinds and and Mark Mark Murphy. Murphy, Is y'all go over there. I'll deal with Matt LaFleur and deal with the X's and O's. I don't need you to talk to me about nothing. My contract is done. There's no need for you to be here. Don't ask me to do anything. Because usually general managers and front office people are at practice, right? Mm -hmm. They're like standing on the sideline, looking, folded. They have nothing to do with the game plan. They have nothing. They're just standing around being in the way. Aren't they done? A general manager is pretty much done by week three. No. Because you still have, like. No, they're uh, evaluating to, players still because well, they got to bring the guys deadline, in, I cut guess. the guys. Some, some GMs and personnel people help the coaches make decisions depending on, they make, help them make decisions on who should be playing, why they shouldn't be playing. Some, not all, but they don't need to talk to Aaron Rodgers. If you need to do that, look out your window at the practice field or wait till the coaches come into their meeting and watch it on tape. Don't, because I'm telling you, if, if, if it's hostile like we think it is mm-hmm. and it's a real problem, he doesn't want to see them. Now, the only problem I have with that is that if you want to be involved in decision-making or at least be included in decision-making, how do you do that if you don't want to see or talk to the front office well, guys? The, the, is the, that Matt will come to me or we'll discuss and then figure Matt it will out. go to you? Is that what F- Matt – Figure it Matt out. Does Matt LaFleur now become the middleman, basically? F- figure it out. Yeah, it's not that difficult, right? Well, it shouldn't be. And if I'm if I'm Murphy, if I'm good at Kunz, I'm like, all right, whatever it takes. Like, if, if that's what it takes, fine. But because I'd rather have that life than the life without Aaron Rodgers. But but Aaron Rodgers doesn't have time in training camp to worry about the personnel. That's up to the scouts, the general manager, the president of the team. But and wasn't the that coach. always the issue? Isn't that the no, issue that he tra- never felt included in in some decisions that were made that impacted? Well, that was more that was more of free agency in the draft. Yeah, allegedly that. Because of Jordan Love versus a, te- a player that can well, the help Jordy the Nelson team. Well, the Jordy Nelson thing. Like, there was well, Jordy a Nelson was stuff. at the end, though, man. Come on, let's matter. be honest he, with each other. That and, they could have they should have gone to him just to let him know right. that we were probably going to let Jordy go. They could go to him and say that. But Jordy was at the end at that point. It wasn't like Jordy was Jordy his first six years, seven years in the league. Right. Now, how, was, about, how about this, this other part? Does this benefit Devontae Adams? to have Aaron Rodgers come back knowing you've got free agency coming up. No, because we already know what Devontae Adams can do. And we already know if he doesn't have the statistical numbers, something that you care about so, so much that it's because of the, the product that's on the field with the quarterback. That's, that's why he wouldn't have the numbers that he would have with Aaron Rodgers. We know that as, as analysts, we know that as personnel, front office people, that the receiver is not the reason that the numbers are where they're at. It's the quarterback not being able to get him to football. Yeah, I just meant that having Aaron there is sort of like, uh, you know, somebody that can take up for you. You know, like they already know his value. Well, you can try to play that game if you want to, but it won't but go well. But now I got this guy here, and he's saying, but, I, I want this guy, so whatever it takes, make sure he stays here. Yeah, but but Meaning, if, if they're smart and his numbers of production is down. If they're smart. If they if they are smart quite the and the numbers are down – then they would realize that it's because of the quarterback. Yeah. And Wait. they would still take care of him the way that they're supposed to. Now, this is something we were just discussing off air. And you said because of the quarterback. You were watching a couple of throws and you were asking, why does a quarterback get the credit for like a Hail Mary? Yeah. A Hail Mary, like I understand. Like the Kyler Murray throw to. Um, Man, that's all. It's both. Was all. It was both of them. 
Because well, Kyler he had Murray, to get free. he had to get free. He didn't come to a full stop. He just baseball throw. Mm-hmm. And D-Hop, over catch. like however many people, yeah. went up and got it, monkey manned him and took it from him. Yeah, the incredible catch. Yeah, so. But you were asking me, and I, I still, like, I look at it as it's, 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 it's still amazing to think a quarterback can throw a ball to where no one is, but have it on the timing, the trajectory, all that stuff. All he has to do is get it in the end zone and not out the back of the end zone. He's That's putting it. it in a place where you aren't there yet. No, no, most of the time, most of the time, you, not most of the time, all the time, there's, that the, you probably think that they just run down there and get into a pile. No, I don't. Or, okay, so you don't. No, you know I, that that's a design yeah. play. No, no, I don't think it's just I don't. I mean, there are sometimes a guy like once it's broken, somebody just posts up and tries. No, but to just, everybody is in that cluster. Yeah, because it's designed that way. It's you go here, yep. you go here, spacing. There's somebody in the front. There's two people on the side. There's another guy in the front, and there's the jumper. Yeah, and they're taught to push those guys out of the way so that the jumper can go up and get the football. Mm-hmm. And then what you do is maybe you have three or four on one side, and you have another guy coming as the late chaser from the backside to get the spill just in case the ball is batted back into the field of play. That's kind of what it is. My thing is everybody always be like, oh, my God, oh, God, what an amazing throw. It's like, no, man, that dude had to elevate over everybody, grabbing his arm, Mm -hmm. pulling on his jersey, snatching him down, and he still came down with it. He's still coming. Well, the down catch with is it. a huge part of it. I, I guess I'm not thinking of that as much as you. I guess Hail Mary is more like that. I'm thinking more of just like any any deep throws. No, I was talking about the Hail Mary. Yeah, you're not talking the, more yeah. of that kind of thing. All right, I, I, not, during I'm not the break, I wasn't thinking catch. about that. Aaron Rodgers is like the, when Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Drew Brees to a degree when he was younger. Those dudes, Matt Ryan, they're throwing the ball to you. It's like handing it to you. It's so precise. Yeah. That's what Vinny Testaverde in nineteen ninety eight. Well, you to the back pylon all oh. the time was just magic. It was it was it's like a handoff. It's it's so just like it's graceful. It works. This mm-hmm. is what we drew up. It's just easy. You know, it's a forty yard laser, but it's like you standing next to a guy and he's handing you the football. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Again, I, like I guess I misunderstood what you were saying when you said. Hail Mary! I was thinking about it as it's something completely different because I do feel like the timing is great. Convince, convince, yeah. Well, you I mean, had you your mind made up to. You didn't convince me. You, of anything. you had your mind made up to go after me and tell me that I was wrong. Yeah, until until <laughs> until I, I listened to what you were saying. I got to do better at listening <laughs> instead of talking. But right now I'll talk. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the show, join us on the Goodyear Hotline. <laughs> so what do we have now it's let's see is it i wrote it down eight days man I threw it out it's eight days it's right here i'm so well prepared i think it's today. seven days seven days so we're basically seven, one week away nine for tampa and then it's like what 13 7, 10, 13. So the 13 days till everybody's in camp. Yeah, everybody goes at once. That, that was always the, the interesting thing about training camp because it was staggered. Yeah. And so you would be like the – I was always – I think I was always like the last teams to go in. I never was like the first team to ever go because I never well, the played – I never played game. in a Hall of Fame game, yeah. believe it or not. And, um, 
Yeah, I was always like the last group to go into training camps. So I had the luxury of still chilling when everybody else was sweating. But you're getting ramped up for camp now, Absolutely. right? Everybody's getting Absolutely. I feel like, like you I'm show going up at camp to get in shape. I feel like, well, when you're in Tampa, you do. In Tampa, you can go into Tampa Bay out of shape. Well, I think, yeah, you're right. Man, you get in shape like humidity. Oh, man, it's a thing yeah. of beauty. Well, let's see. So. What we're talking about today, as I mentioned, is the windows closing. I mentioned the Packers. If there's no Aaron Rodgers, that window's closing. Would you say, like, let's just, again, you now starting to buy into the idea that Aaron Rodgers if will probably return. But if he doesn't, let's say he just I don't think in. the window's closing on them if, if, in fact, Aaron Rodgers is there because I think they're a young enough football team around collectively that Jordan Love can potentially, I don't know what he is, but potentially can grow into the position. They're young enough. When you think about Devontae Adams and Lazar, and they just drafted uh, uh, um, Amari Rodgers, they just got uh, Aaron Jones at the running, Kenny Clark on defense, Alexander on defense. They're young. They're not old. So I don't think the window is closed. I think it just looks different. It certainly does with a quarterback that doesn't have a lot, any experience but at he all. He can grow into the position if he's any good. Mm. If if he's any good, yeah, is a I, I don't huge know what he question. is, man. Right. I don't know what he is. All right, so you're not buying that one. I'll throw that out. How about the Pittsburgh Steelers? Is this one a Captain I, Obvious? I, one? Absolutely. Windows closed. Yeah, window window is going to be closing very fast. It's like right at the edge where you still get the breeze coming in, but it's not all the way shit. <laughs> That's where Pittsburgh is at. Uh, Minnesota Vikings. Same same with Pittsburgh because I think. When you look at Get Coach, one more year of Cousins, right? I think you got Kirk Cousins. Uh, you got Mike Zimmer. <laughs> he went, uh. You know, you, you got the, the Dalvin Cook, Thielen, Jefferson. You know, you start to look at them. They can be better, but if they if don't going cash to, in, if they don't cash in this year, thank you. I think it's a different situation going forward in 2022. Yeah, I mean, this division, again, we all on the caveat of no Aaron Rodgers. If no Aaron Rodgers, if you're Minnesota, this is the time to strike. But they've been there. I mean, we've seen them. They've also gotten a lot of fortune in the postseason as well. You know, when do they finally break through? This has got to be the year, you think. What about the Vegas Raiders? Yeah, I, think, window? I, I think this is it. If they don't do something this year, it's because the clock has got to be ticking. I mean, Gruden's, Gruden. he's got, you can't keep you can't keep ten year deal hoping that, that doesn't mean it anything. Doesn't matter, right? Yeah, and, and you can't tell me that. Uh, that they don't have an out somewhere in that contract that says, you know what, man, we out of here. And if not, they could just eat that and keep it moving. Because you, what you going to do? You going to go 10 year plans with every coach in the National Football League? I'll be like, come on, man. Seriously, at but some he's, point, he's, you've got to show years me in? something. He's got to be four in on this, five? How many years in is he? Man, they're not good. No, no, no. That's not my point. My point is, is that it, how much more time, like you're saying, how much yeah, more time? Yeah, think can you about it. Him? Jack Del Rio had him as a playoff caliber yeah. team. He had one down year. Gruden came in and blew it up and wanted it his way. He's gotten the opportunity to do it his way. At some point, at some point, mm-hmm. you've got to turn. Show me something. I mean, they don't give coaches. I don't care what the contracts say in the National Football League, other than the Cincinnati Bengals and Marvin Lewis. Other than that, you got to be winning, like Mike Tomlin and Bill Belichick on a consistent basis every single year to keep your job. They just fired a dude that won the Super Bowl in Philadelphia. That's right. Like, come only, on. Only, Seriously? Yeah, only three years later. All right, you mentioned Bill Belichick. Patriots window. I don't, I don't know if the window's closed on the Patriots yet, whether it's Cam Newton or whether it's Mac Jones, because I think that long-term philosophy is still in play 
for Bill. It's not a short-term game. It's a long-term game. But do, uh, two years ago, uh, two years ago, I was having a conversation with somebody in the in that works in the front office uh, with the Patriots, and he was talking. We were just talking shop, and he was saying what Bill was had been working on. Because I was like, man, when is Coach gonna retire? Mm-hmm. He was like, man, Bill working on stuff ten years from now. Seriously. Mm-hmm. This was at this it's was funny, at the that's time. what I meant when I was saying window closed, like the Patriot Way whole thing. Like again, no, you know that Patriot Way thing is something that took a hit when Tom Brady left and won a Super Bowl, and they didn't have a great season. So that's why Patriot, I asked that. Patriot Way started. Patriot Way started based on Belichick and Mr. Kraft and everybody going out there getting players that kind of was at the end of yeah. their careers and getting a rebirth for a little bit of money. That's when the Patriot Way started. What about the Tennessee Titans? Yeah, I think that yeah, I think they're they just made a pretty there. aggressive move. I mean, they're just there. I don't think I think they, they I think oh, they for had a me, window two years ago. It looked like they were a team that was going to really contend. They are contending, yeah, but so, don't mean that they're going to get past Cleveland or right. Indianapolis now in their division, as well as Kansas City. I mean, they're a good football team, but I'm not betting money on them. Interesting. So Key agrees with some, but not all. What a big surprise! Say, man, stop throwing shade. <laughs> Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.